Well, good morning. And I want to thank the, uh, the praise team. They work real hard. I don't know if you noticed, but that second st- song was all them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 What's, what's, what's your daughter's name? Ma- Madeline? If, if she doesn't make you smile, something's wrong. And there's some, she, I mean, she brings, I, I, I think I saw her when she was smaller, when Anthony and, and um, what's your name again? <laughs> when Anthony and Angela got married, when she was a lot smaller then, but she's uh, such a great little toddler now, brings a smile to my face. So thank you for being with us. And thank you all. I want to share with you, as I was coming up the hill and it was raining, I passed a couple of churches and uh, saw a couple of parking lots a little thin and I almost dreaded coming to this one but I thank you all for for being here this morning. It's amazing to me how rain uh, scares people off. It's amazing to me. But you know some of those same people when that storm is beating on their doors, when that rain is pouring down, they sure want to get a hold of God then. Uh Isn't that something? But we are. We're so fickle as people And, and you know what? Tony suffers the same thing as well. You know, it's, it's, it's when, the, when the windows are rattling, it's when the earth is shaking, it's when things are coming all apart that we sure don't mind getting on our knees and going to God. And that's, he, he wants us to. And sometimes those things He allows to happen so that we will get back down and remember who really is God. Amen? Amen. Father, thank You so much as we begin this message. We're going to begin this morning in Mark uh, chapter 16. And I want everybody to look at that with me as we go there. And for those who are listening by live stream, or even if you're listening on a recording, I just want to remind you that it's no accident. Um, even though you're not in this building with us, or you may even be listening to this um, many days or a few days after it actually has taken place, but it's no accident. So take this as seriously as if you were sitting in this building among us and Holy Spirit, because He's there with you. Amen? So beginning in verse 15, 15. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And believers will follow these signs. In my name they shall cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Amen? Oh, you just showed your ignorance there. The old pastor pulled another one over you on you. And some of you who have been with me for a long time, shame on you, because this is not the first time that I've done this. Let's see what the scripture really says. In Mark 16, beginning in verse 15. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Verse 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. My brothers and sisters, in the first reading, I said basically how it used to be. I'm not too sure right now. We'll get into that if, if the Holy Spirit allows me. The believers are following signs, but that's not how it's supposed to be. This is how this scripture is supposed to read. This is how it reads in verse 17. These signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. My brothers and sisters, the signs and wonders follow belief, not the other way around. But for too long, especially when I was a younger Christian, we've seen it go the other way. We've seen believers or the belief try to follow the signs and wonders. 
and that's where you know we're kind of here today. But I, I but but here I want to say something, and, and this is going to sound weird, but uh, let's just go with it, Holy Spirit. You know what? We're not seeing a whole lot of signs and wonders anymore. You know, there's a lot of charlatans that still try to get money and claim, and and they're getting you to send money and buy this holy towel, buy this holy water, do this. You get call in, you'll get your special prophecy. And there, and just as the Bible says, there are going to be people that are going to use the gospel, they're going to use the truth as a means to try and get gains, trying to get wealthy, and all this other stuff. But that diminishes the truth of what actually happens. And so, people, I the way I see it, now we the most popular. Uh, growth that's happening in the churches today, which the churches are declining, but if there are a few mega churches that are growing, and they're growing, and they've taken on a different sort of doctrine or theology, if you will, if I can steal those terms, and what they are, they're more Bapticostal. Bapticostal. Yeah, it's kind of a Baptist doctrine and theology. They're not going to deny that the the, uh, signs and wonders exist, but we just don't do them in church, and we just don't do them in front of each other. Now, tell me I'm wrong, and maybe that's, that's, that's what's happening with the bigger churches, if you'll notice. That's the model. That's the new model. The lights, the, you know, you've heard me say the lights, the smoke, the, the concerts and all of that. And, and it's all great. And, and you may even invite, a, you know, a charismatic or a, a, a Pentecostal or a full gospel minister to preach at your church once in a while. Once in a while, But, you know, you're not really preaching and looking really toward these signs and wonders, toward the miracles that were happening in the early church. See, on Wednesdays, we've been studying multiply, making disciples, and a lot of our focus here recently has been on the early church. And you know, since we've did this, excuse my grammar, since we've done this relaunch, um, you know, I really do believe that, you know, in the last days, these smaller gatherings, even in homes, we're going to see the same type of atmosphere as they did in the early church. The true believers, the ones who are truly looking to the east, waiting for Jesus to appear in the sky, the ones who are hungry and thirsty for Him, those are be the ones that these signs, wonders, and miracles are still going to be happening with. My brothers and sisters, there are many people in this room who can testify of signs, wonders, and miracles. Many. You know, you've seen them. First, let's, let's start here. We know that God has done a miracle. If you're born again, you can testify that something supernatural has happened to you. You're not the same person that you used to be. Now, if you can't make that claim, then you're truly not saved or you're not born again. But you know firsthand that there's something supernatural has happened. But my brothers and sisters here, I'm talking about the real deal. Now, many of you heard me testify. And see, here's the thing. These are the kind of things that we look for. These are the kind of things that used to really like draw people or at least make people you know, notice. My son was born with a deformed hip. And you've heard me testify this, and some of you here, please bear with me. There are new people here. Thank God. Thank God. I get to say it again. But, but the thing about it is he was born with a deformed hip. But the thing that alarmed me was I had a cousin who had the same um, you know, deform, deformity or abnormality. And to this day, he still suffers, and he's just a little younger than me. And I saw how he grew up. And when the doctor went ahead and made that diagnosis, I mean, I, I was a I was a baby Christian. Michelle and I, you know, Michelle had rededicated her life. She was, she was already uh, in church. Her mom and dad raised her in the church. I, I had just, my dad and my mom were going to a church, invited me, and so I became born again. And I'm, I'm a baby Christian. And so that alarmed me. 
And I was just, listen to this now, I was just fresh enough. I was just silly enough. I just had enough faith to do what the Lord said to do. If there's any sick among you, bring them to the elders of the church. So that's what I did. So Michelle and I carried our little baby uh, up to the elders of the church. They anointed him with oil. They prayed and I believed and I trusted. We went back within weeks. The doctor examined my son and the doctor said, praise the Lord. The doctor said, praise the Lord. There's nothing wrong with him. My brothers and sisters, God still does these things. How many times was, was, was I laying there with my daughter sick with a high fever on me and I'm just begging God to heal her? But, you know, we, we, we depend on God for these things and we ask God for these things as we should. How many when we were praying a little bit earlier when I said that we have loved ones that we're praying for. Don't raise your hand unless you feel comfortable doing it. It's no big deal. But how many of you were actually praying for loved ones to be healed? Look at all the hands in the room. How about when we were praying for loved ones or people in our atmosphere to be saved? How many prayed? See, look at this. So we're asking God to do something. We're asking God to move supernaturally. But we're not seeing the same signs and wonders that they saw in the early church. And I'm going to dare to say even what I saw, used to see in the early... Now, they're still happening. They're happening in third world countries. They're happening in places where people are just desperate for God. But in this country, we're not as desperate for God where we have doctors and you know, everybody uh, you know, in this country, you know, even if you're of meager means, you're still more rich than most people in third world countries. And we still have all of this access to hospitals and doctors, even if you don't have insurance. So that's a big farce. They say, well, well the health care system, this, and insurance, that baloney. I've got so many guys that I work with that don't have insurance, they are never short on going to see a doctor. They always get in to see a doctor. So all of that garbage is just to manipulate you and me politically and all that other. It's just garbage. But here's the thing, my brothers and sisters. We need to be dependent. We need to be looking toward God. And in these last days, as things continue to be rougher and rougher, as Christians are, going to, are being uh, just more and more isolated or marginalized and we're more becoming more and more of a target, it's going to become more incumbent upon us that we draw in with each other and help each other and pray for one another. There's going to come a day when you won't be allowed to see a doctor if you're a profession, professing Christian active. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Just like I told you in 12 what was going to happen and we're seeing it right now. But my brothers and sisters, here's the deal. It boils down to this. What or who are you following? What or who are you following? Let me ask you all this. Uh, How many followers do you have on Facebook? Anybody? No? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Anybody know how many many followers? 500? Wow. Anybody? 4,000? Ho, ho, ho! How many? Thank God. I love you. Good job, guys. Good job. How many followers? Anybody else want to volunteer? You're going to be sorry you said that. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Anybody? Think about that. Okay, let me ask you this. How many people are you following on Facebook? Oh, got a big zero in the back. Anybody else? Nobody else wants to admit it, huh? It's amazing to me because I see all. I say, and, it's, and it used to be used to be able to say this pretty comfortably. Man, you see all these young people. It ain't the young people, y'all. It's not the young people. It's everybody. 
and I can't walk anywhere and I see somebody taking a selfie of themselves and then they're doing this thing. Or they're, they're always checking. This. Come on, man. So you have all of this. You know, this is the most self-absorbed generation, I think. Selfies, just that describes it all. Selfies, self, self, self. It's about me, me, me. But you know, who are you following? What are you following? Look at Facebook is just something that we got, that's just an easy example. Because they call, don't you call each other followers, right? See, how did I know that? It's just so popular. I don't even have it. Don't do it. Don't mess with it. If you, if you do anything from the church from Facebook, it ain't me. Because I would mess it up in a heartbeat or in a hurry. I'm just telling you. Now, the text of these stuff, the text that you get. Now, listen, I want you all to stay connected with us. If you haven't done this yet, please do it. Please do it. You text the word heart, H-E-A-R-T. Text that word to 33222. And then anytime we send out information, you know, if we send out, um, sometimes I'll send out scriptures or a little, uh, little devotional type of thing or I'll send out a message. Man, please uh, stay connected with us. Um, and then we also, I think we, when we were going to meet, I think I put it on there as well. We definitely announced the new youth program on the text. So please, if you don't mind, uh, just do that. Now that's me. 33222. 33222. Heart. Sorry, Holy Spirit, for that commercial interruption. <laughs> Hallelujah. So what are we following? Who are we following? What, what's got our attention? I mean, not, not just a quick noticeable thing, but those things that, that really are having an effect on us, that are helping us to decide on our course. Are you with me? 1 Corinthians 14.22 says this, Therefore, tongues are for a sign, not to those who believe, but to the unbelievers. But prophesying is not for the unbelievers, but for those who believe. Now, now let me give you context, because maybe some of you haven't been here. Now, the, the Corinthian church, they were abusing the gift specifically of tongues. They would all come together, and everybody would have this uh, unknown tongue that they're speaking in. And so, Paul is uh, basically get correcting the church. The church needed correction, and he goes through uh, and does that. But he doesn't... But, see, what happens is, what also happens in a lot of atmospheres or churches, so some churches or doctrines will look at what Paul says and they'll take out bits and pieces and say, well, you shouldn't speak in tongues. That's not what this is saying. In fact, there are others, in fact, Paul says, I speak in tongues more than all of you. So, if Paul was doing it, then I should be doing it. it oh, I didn't even get one amen. Did you notice that? Uh-oh. So, no, no, wait. It says that we should do that. It says that when we speak in tongues, we don't speak unto man, we speak it unto God. Now, all of you Bible scholars, I need for you to say amen. Because some, you know, I'm just saying this off the top of my head. It, it's in the Scripture. Amen, John? Amen. It's in the Scripture. When we speak in an unknown tongue, we're not speaking unto man. No man is going to understand it unless God gives them the understanding. So that's why he says, pray, with, pray in the Spirit, pray with the understanding. Sing in the Spirit, sing with the understanding. Right? So, my brothers and sisters, that, that's... So now, look, at this is not... Um, an advertisement or a promotion to get everybody to try and get baptized in the Holy Ghost and speak, it, speak in tongues. You should. If you're seeking more God, more of the Holy Spirit, you should. But my brothers and sisters, what I'm saying though to you is in context, the tongues is for a sign. For who? For the unbelievers. But then Paul goes further and he says, look, if you do that, 
and, and you're speaking, all of you are speaking in tongues and, and no one interprets or no one speaks in, in language and no one's prophesying, then those people are going to think you're nuts. Did anybody else read that? Yeah, those people are going to think you're crazy. So now, here's what he's saying. It's better that you prophesy when you come together. So now the context in which Paul is delivering this is that first, and this is what I really want to draw for today's message, is that the tongues, this supernatural gift, is a sign to unbelievers. So as is that, so are some of these other signs and wonders. They are signs to unbelievers. To unbelievers. Not to believers, but remember what Jesus already said. The signs happen after belief. So, come on now. See, I'm not following as a believer. I'm not following the signs and wonders. I'm following Jesus. And if I'm following Jesus and I'm hungry and thirsty for Jesus, they're going to come. But here, you got to, come on now. you got to have the order. The order has to be right. What, what, what order are you talking about? Well, if you're having gifts and manifestations... You better have the fruit first. You better have love, joy. Come on. Come on now. You better have the fruit first because, see, there's a lot. Because the gifts have been um, just misused and abused. How, see, I, I love my grand. My new granddaughters are always saying amen. And you won't say it, so they're saying it for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Mac and Bryn. Or who's, who's, who's standing? Brinley. Thank you, Bryn. Hallelujah. So listen, see, we need a new supernatural thing to happen to Pop-Pop so he could tell his twin granddaughters apart. Discernment. Pray for discernment. But now listen, listen. We, we, my brothers and sisters, unless we have the fruit, the gifts don't mean anything. And because that hasn't happened, that's one of the reasons why we don't see people following signs and wonders. And may I say also, that's why we don't see signs and wonders. A little quiet. A little quiet. So we seek after Jesus. We follow Jesus with everything that we are. And that stuff is going to happen. Why? We, stay, we start taking on His character. Jesus, alt, Jesus is love in a body. Right? How do I know that? Where's my... I'm, I'm smart. No, because this is what it says. God is love. The essence of God is love. In Jesus is contained all of God, all of the Godhead bodily. Thus, Jesus is the embodiment of love. So, man, that's the first and foremost thing that I need to have. Are you with me? Okay, so now watch. I'm following, right? I'm following the signs and wonders as a non-believer. I'm looking at these signs and wonders. And it's, it's showing me that there's something about, there's something supernatural. This is not normal. This stuff doesn't happen. Right? The first thing I notice is that they love each other. And then when these group of people get around each other and they love each other, man, there's some other things that are happening. Now we see the first time that this ever happened, the first time, what, the day of Pentecost. What exactly happened? Well, what happens is, listen, they get baptized with the Holy Ghost. They start speaking in tongues. And remember what happened. You have people saying, what? what? People are taking notice. Now some people, they just looked out, they're just drunk. But the others were saying, what's happening here? Come on, it got their attention. It got their attention. And it says, what, what's happening here? My, my, I'm, see, I'm hitting it so hard. Things are breaking back there and everything. What's happening? What does this mean? It got their attention. What does this mean? But what happened after that? What happened after that was prophesying. Prophesying. The Apostle Peter got up, and what did he do? 
He prophesied. He preached. He gave divine utterance. What he did was he said this, right? He preached right out of the scripture. He told them. He interpreted scripture for them. These are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. But this rather is what the prophet Joel prophesied in the last... Oh, come on now. Somebody help me. I'm telling you. This, so, so now here, here, here we go. We've got the sign and the wonder. People get, uh-oh, this is a sign to the unbeliever. Uh-oh, now what? This, something's happening here. There's this group of people that are real... What, what's happening here? What, should this be happening? Uh, what does it mean? And then Peter gets up and absolutely lays it down, my brothers and sisters. Better that you prophesy. Why? Now you know what to believe. And what happened? After they heard the word of God, after they heard the prophecy, after they heard the scriptures being interpreted, then they say, what must we do? What what should we do? And Peter just absolutely laid it down again. Repent! And be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Oh, come on now. Come on. So, do do you see this? So, Tony, what, what do you say? Signs and wonders are definitely still needed in the church. Why aren't they happening? Probably because there's not a whole lot of good prophesying going on. Oh, man, I I wish we could flag that. There's not a lot of good prophesying going on. Man, we need to stay solid in this Word of God. Solid. It's why it blows me away when people would say things to me like, man, you use too much Scripture when you preach. No, No, see, you're laughing at me. Now, admittedly, I used to use a lot more, right, Mary? I used to use a lot more. I'm trying to, you know, keep you all interested. <laughs> it's so hard, Lord. No, but think about it. That's what prophe- prophesying is giving divine utterance. See, we've gotten so used to the fact that, and, and again, because of part of the abuse that goes on in charismatic and some Pentecostal churches, not all, some of the, well, the, you know, prophecy only consists of me being able to tell you what's going to happen in the future. Eddie, here's what happened. When you leave out of it, no, that's a, could that, that's a word of knowledge. It deals with prophecy, of course, but it's still a divine utterance. It's something that is being, it's, it's something that is supernatural. It's something that God is giving. It's God speaking. Are you with me? It's God-breathed, right? Okay, so that, that, see, this is what needs to happen in our churches. So that now we have believers who actually know what they believe. See, that's what's important. What do you believe? Why do you believe it? Not because Tony said so, but because Tony is giving confirmation. Holy Spirit is leading Tony. You're here today, not on an accident, and you're not here just because you wanted to see me. Well, maybe some of you. No, you're not here just because you wanted to see me. You're here expecting to hear something from God. Right? Amen? Amen. So something that's divinely uttered. So now you have to listen to what's being said. And you have to know, my brothers and sisters, that if it's been a long time since you've been in the Scripture, then what I'm saying to you should give you the unction to get back in the Scripture and check me out. Make sure that what I'm saying, I'm not making up. You're not just hearing what Tony feels like here saying, rather. You're, come on now. Or maybe this, because this has happened to so many of us so many times, where we're going to go ahead and we're reading something and we're studying something and we're praying and reading. Then we go to church and darn it if that pastor didn't preach out of the same doggone text that I was just in. Ever happened to anybody? I'm going to squeal on Rachel here for a minute. One time, I, that, that 
girl back there, she gave me little, if, I could, if you could have guaranteed me that we'd have had a bunch more kids like her, we'd have had a bunch more kids. I didn't want to take any chances, though. <laughs> she was so compliant, she was so good. And very rarely did I have to discipline her. But there was that one day that I had to discipline her when we were, in, when we were living in Carolina. And I went, and, you know, and it just it breaks your heart when you have to discipline your kids. But, I, I, you know, I'm telling her, and then my, I made the mistake because I was still growing in the Lord, maybe. I, I threw a lot of scripture. I threw scripture at them. And, and, you know, I loved them and loved on them, and hopefully they knew that. But, you know, my brothers and sisters, maybe I, I didn't handle everything just right, my confession. I'm transparent. But I'm throwing scriptures at her. And so then that night, it was church night. So we go to church, and I told her, you're sitting right next to me. And when I go to church, I don't sit in the back. This is when we were in Carolina. Loran Livingston, one of my favorite pastors of all times. I still love the man. Love him. We sat probably second, third row, left side. Rachel was sitting on my left side. And man, if Pastor Livingston, just he's up in there, and he's fired up, and he's preaching, he's shucking the corn as usual. But he starts saying some of the same doggone, listen, same scriptures that I just talked to her about at the house. And so I looked over at her, and she looked, she's looking at me. I said, Rachel, does God speak to us? Yeah. <laughs> Did that happen, Rachel? It absolutely happened. My brothers and sisters, so look, what am I saying? Am I, am I trying to be silly and just brag on my kids? Well, they're a little bit. No, am I, listen, am I, no, am I trying to be silly? No, I'm telling you, this is real. This is real. We have no excuse. We see signs and wonders. We, ha- we have things like that happening. And divine utterance is coming through people because God loves you so much that He doesn't want you to miss out. God is not willing that anybody should perish. God is, God's will is that everybody should be saved. Well, then how come they're not being? Because you have your own choice. He chose to love you, and so now if you love Him back, you'll be saved. Hallelujah! Glory to God. So, so my brothers and sisters, here, so here we go. You've got the divine utterance. You've got these things happening. But I'm going to speak a little bit more to you. I wasn't sure, those of you who were here uh, Wednesday a few weeks back, you'll remember that I told you I had a dream. A vision. It was like a dream and a vision. And so now some of you just clicked me off. And some of you may be listening, oh, this guy's wacko. You know, maybe he had some bad, he's an Italian guy, maybe he had some bad pizza that night or something. You know? No. Listen to me as I tell you this is, this is so true. And before, let me preface it with this. I'm going to tell you all something. You may not know this, but I'm hearing from more and more people that God is giving dreams and visions to. I'm hearing more and more about it. I I, I communicated with a pastor friend of mine this week, and he was excited about how God is dealing with his congregation and some of his night services now in the prophetic. My brothers and sisters, something is happening. Something is happening. So now God spoke to me. It was July 22nd. It was early in the morning. I was in and out. I, 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 it's like I can't sleep, but, but I'm seeing it so clear, and I still remember it just now. And so let me tell you about it. We're, I'm in this big arena, a packed-out arena. And, um, I mean, it is packed wall-to-wall, kind of like Emily Arena, that kind of, kind of thing. And so our praise team is up there singing, the, leading the praise and worship. And they're singing and things are happening and the, and the Lord is the Spirit of God is moving among these people in the congregation. People are singing, they're crying, they're, they're, the Spirit is moving, they're, they're coming down to the altar. And here's the thing, off to the left side and kind of way off into the state where you couldn't see, there were a bunch of celebrity pastors and preachers. 
And I was going, to, I was going up there, and, and each one would get up. There would be the song would break, and one of those. Now, the weirdest thing, when they stood up and I was going with them and they were ministering, I knew who they were. But the Lord erased from my mind who they were after the dream. The only one that I remember, and I only remember that the last one was a woman. It was a famous woman, and I knew who it was when I first went up there when I was dreaming the dream. But after the dream, the Lord erased it from my mind. I can't tell you who they were. I can only tell you that they were TV, celebrity preachers and teachers. So our praise team is going at it. They're, they're singing. People are coming up. Now, uh, one of the ministers would get up, and they would start praying for people who were coming down to the altar. And people were getting saved. They were getting healed. And, and, I, and all I was doing was just assisting. I was just standing there with the minister praying. And then they would go back. The praise team was singing. And I remember, I know, because Michelle came up to me. She said, that's all the songs. And she was asking me about what song to sing next because they were out. That was, that was the set. Their set was done. And I said, no, it's obvious God is still moving. You know, and Michelle would say, I'm gonna, we're going to sing this. Good, sing it. And so it, it, was, it, was, it was awesome. Holy Spirit's moving. But here's the thing. Here's what I noticed. The minister was coming up, packed arena, praise. I look up, and it's no longer a packed arena. It's a house, and the house is packed. But it's a little house. Hmm. Go back, sing another song, same thing, and it happened four times. The last time, it was the woman, as I said to you earlier. And I just remember, she, there was a, a person in particular, a man came up, and he wanted his foot prayed on. And he had this ailment. And I'm praying in tongues. And I'm praying and I'm just assisting. I'm just there. And this person, this woman, whoever it was, she had a bottle of water. And she just poured the water out on this man's foot and just nonchalantly just walked away. I'm praying in tongues. I'm, waiting, I'm wanting to see something. Because God is moving. But again, remember, each time in between, I'm looking up and that big arena goes to a small house. Now it's the big arena. This guy's there. She's praying, pours the water, bottle of water, and walks off. And that guy looks at me and he says, did you see that? And all I saw was a bare foot that was red. I said, nah. He said, I'm totally healed. I'm totally healed. I look up and it's a small house. So I, 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 the dream is over now. And I'm praying to the Lord. I mean, I know during this dream, the Lord is ministering to, to me personally. There's some things that are definitely personally that He's pounding me on. The Holy Spirit's nudging me. And I'm not going to share those with you. But some of them maybe. But then, here's, here's what happens. I kid you not. I'm praying to the Lord. Lord, I think I know what this means. I think I know what you're telling me. But I really don't want it to be me. I want, you to, I want to know exactly. Please reveal this to me. Please. And so... You know, I'm going, I'm going on, I'm still praying. I told only Michelle and one other person. The other person's telling me, you know, told me later, here's what I think the Lord is saying. And it was valid what, what that person was saying, but it wasn't the fullness. The Lord spoke to me a bunch of things. But that was one of the things that the Lord had spoke to me. It had to do with me personally. But then I get a phone call a couple of days later. And I get a phone call from a young, uh, a young man. He's my age. Yeah, young. <laughs> I get a phone call from a guy. And, he's, and, and we've known each other for years. We work together at three different places. But I know, you know, he's just, a, we've just been friends forever. And he's still kind of in the business that I'm in away from here, but on, an, uh, on a vendor side. He says, Tony, yeah. He says, look, I'm going to be in your area. He said, can I come by and see you? I got some business to take care of, but I also want to talk to you about something else. 
I said, sure, absolutely. So he comes by, comes to my office. He says, listen. He says, what do you want first? Do you want to do the business or that other thing? I said, well, let's, do, let's get the business out of the way. So we do that. And then he gets kind of real serious. He says, now, and he takes a breath and he, he gets up, he shuts the door. I'm thinking, holy mackerel, he's about to confess. <laughs> I love you, but shoot, I hope this is nothing heavy. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm thinking he's going to confess something here. No, he says, listen. He says, you know me. He says, we've known each other for years. He says, you know I grew up in the church. My father was a preacher. You know that, yes. He says, I've seen a lot of things happen. He's seen many miracles. He said, I've always seen my father preparing his messages and taking notes and all that. He said, but I was driving down the road the other day. And he said, and all of a sudden, the Lord is just speaking so clear to me. This has never happened to me before. He said, the Lord is just speaking to me so clearly. And I started writing some notes down. And he said, you know, I did forget one part of the dream. It's the most important part. He said, the Lord ministered and said, I have to tell you. Me, I mean, there's no question in my mind. I knew God answered my prayer. Now I have this person who I would have not expected but to come and say that to me. But the one thing that I left out of the dream, after that last person walked off and that man was healed, <clears throat> I was the one that was delivering the message. I don't know why, but I was the speaker. And so I had all of these notes prepared and I just remember going to the pulpit and then walking away from the pulpit and saying to the people, and again, when I first looked out, it's the arena. And so I'm saying to this packed arena, it's obvious that the Lord has been working signs and wonders among us. It's obvious that the Lord is here and He's doing some miracles and it's obvious. But he, and I said, I, I have all these notes prepared, but I can't preach that. I'm only going to say that the Lord is saying to us, I've shown myself through the supernatural to my people all through history. I've shown myself mighty to them. I've shown them through the supernatural all through history. And they've always pledged themselves to me. But that didn't last very long. How long will this last? Drop the mic. (laughs) And that was the message. Then it was the small house. My brothers and sisters, so my friend comes and he starts telling me these things. And one of the things that he, he, he says, the Lord has really spoken to him about faith. And he quotes, you know, uh, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the uh, substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And he starts talking about that, some of the things that God laid on his heart. And one of the things that I know that, the, if do we have to see it? If we see it, Is that really faith? Do we have to see it in order to believe it? See, and that now I know that some of you say very simply, the Bible says very simply and succinctly, no. The answer to that question is obvious no. Because that's even what the definition of faith says in 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 Hebrews. That even though we don't see it, we believe it. We just take it as real, as true fact, even though we don't see it in the material realm right now. Right? So, but, but in, that, in that setting and in that dream and then with what I've been dealing with personally and ministerially speaking that spoke volumes. Why? Why? Because we don't have church in an arena. 
This is our home. This is our house. And you know what? God is really at work just as much as when we see those big time celebrity preachers get up and you see this big arena and all these people coming down. No, we don't have to see that. God is working in your life. God is working in my life. God is working in our ministry. We don't have to see it because faith says you don't have to. So I'm not going to follow signs and wonders. I'm going to believe. Do you believe? That becomes the question. Do you believe? Hallelujah. Believe what? Believe what? The Word. The Word. The Word of God. We have to believe that this truly is the Word of God. And even though my brothers and sisters now in, in, in seminaries and in some churches, they're, they're kind of diminishing that and they're trying to take a little bit of that away. And, and even some Christian churches now are even talking about the non-deity of Jesus and possibly, you know, we should not be religious racists and say Jesus is the only way. And, you know, maybe we will never, ever... See, my brothers and sisters, this is the age that Jesus told us it was going to be close to the end. We're seeing the things that Jesus said were going to be happening when, just before His return. Because now, even, even in the churches, there are so many... The angels that are, are, are of darkness that are disguised as angels of light. They're preaching things that aren't necessarily true. They may have just enough truth to them, but they're appealing to many people especially in the culture. My brothers and sisters, who are you following? Okay? I'm not going to stand here and tell you that if you're on Facebook, you're in sin. But here's what I am going to say. Depending on what you're reading, passing on, you may be in sin. What are you passing on? Share this. What are you sharing? What are you sharing? Should I take another one? Should I take another mic? What are you sharing? What are you passing on? What is it? Is it see, because now it, in the middle of where we are right now, well, the, the, the enemy of your soul is really operating so, to, to make you believe that all of these things that are happening right now, it's got everything to do with justice and taking care of poor people or taking care of this minority group or this group or that group or the other group, and it's not. Here's what I'm going to say to you, and that's all I'm going to say today about it, unless the Lord asks me to say something else. If you want to know what really is behind most of the things that you're seeing out there, follow the money and follow the power. If you really want to know what's going on out there, follow the money, follow the power, and then come back and let's have a conversation. Are you with me? Okay, so my brothers and sisters, listen, I've told you before and I'm going to tell you again, I've got some other people in here so I get to do it. And that is, there's only one of two sides that you can be on. There's only one that you should be following. And if you're following anything else, you're following Antichrist. Tony, how could you say that? I didn't. He did. Don't write me any emails. Don't try to talk to me after the service. I'm not trying to be rude to you and I won't be rude to you, but I'm simply going to say, you're going to have to talk to Jesus about that because I'm only quoting what He said. He said there's only one of two sides that you can be on. His and the enemy's. And that's it. 
So every other worldview, every other philosophy, all of this justice, how in the world can I depend on a human being for justice? Can't do it. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to remind us now, right now, what it says in Romans. In Romans 10, 8 through 10, the word is near you, in your mouth, in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you'll be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. My brothers and sisters, that's so... I mean, Tony, that's a very rudimentary, very basic. I mean, we're all saved. Yeah, my brothers and sisters, if we, if we didn't have need of hearing this, then the Holy Spirit wouldn't bring it to us today. The reason why we need to bring this, the Holy Spirit needs to bring this to us today, what do you believe? Why do you believe it? See, we're looking at other things. We're following these other signs. Well, these people got a lot of guts. They're marching in the street. Man, these people are saying that. These people are doing this. This athlete is saying that. That one is saying this. This one's doing that. Well, we're following something because it's appealing to us where we are in this moment. See, he's saying to us, the word is near you, even in your heart. The word is near you. That should be what we're following. That's what we believe. What we're, that, listen, Jesus Christ is Lord. He made it very, very, very clear to us what a life lived after God looks like. And that's all He said. Follow me. Follow me. So my brothers and sisters, I think you all need to be a little bit more careful about what you're looking at on Facebook and what you are passing along. And I want to remind some of you, bitter and sweet water shouldn't come from the same fountain. That goes, for, that, that goes for Facebook too. I don't think I'm taking great latitude here when I'm quoting out of James. Bitter and sweet water shouldn't come out of the same fountain. You, know, you can't go ahead and put your favorite scripture up there and then turn around and promote something else that has nothing to do with God, in fact is against God, and you do it. You can't, my brothers and sisters, we, who are you following? Who or what are you following? See, my brother says this is a harsh message. No, it's not. See, this is a great message. You know why it's a great message? Because, listen, if we want to come together and unite as his body and have those same benefits that they had, that that early church had, we need to do that. We need to clean that stuff up. I want you to come in here and know that when your baby is sick, you come in here, you bring them to the elders of this church, and you're going to have a bunch of people around your baby praying. Lift, uh, John, we're going we're gonna to touch hands. We're going to anoint with oil, and the same thing that God did for me, He'll do for you. My brothers and sisters, what, that's what this needs to be all about. Now, oh, which doctor am I going to see now? I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. I'm not saying nothing like that. But here's what I'm saying. Go to Dr. Jesus first. Go to Dr. Jesus first. Let's do what he said. My brothers and sisters, we cannot be unequally yoked any longer with the world. We cannot. But we're trying every chance we get. And you know what? Uh, in Psalm 119, David, uh, it wasn't David, we, we don't know who it was. In Psalm, in Psalm 119, the psalmist says, my affliction caused me to change my way. When you, when, listen, and then later it says that you afflicted me. God allowed an affliction. He allows things to happen to us so that we go to Him, change our way. When God stops afflicting you, you've got a problem. You say, come on, man. But here's what we do. 
because we feel like we're being afflicted or things aren't going well, you know, uh, the job or this or that, whatever the problem happens to be, we get sick. We have some, uh, a sickness or a disease and we don't, we don't feel good. We're tired. We're working all the time. The kids are acting a fool. Man, I love my kids so much, but they get sick and it just crushes me. Been there. Been there. Yes. And you want to do anything and everything to make your babies feel better. You want to do anything and everything to make sure that you're providing for your babies. You want to do anything and everything to make sure. My brothers and sisters, you, listen. He said that if you follow him, it will be taken care of. Yeah, but Tony, you don't know. It's just, uh, I, I got that bill due in a few days. And uh, Listen, you got to trust. You got to believe. The problem is we, we don't see it materialize. And then we're right away looking for plan A, B, C, and D. Or we don't think that things are good in our life or we, not haven't, we haven't reached this area that we thought we would be there by now. So now we have all of these other things. The enemy of your soul is throwing all of these other things out there in the culture, in movies, on TV, on fake books, Snaptrap, Instaslam, Twiddly D and Twiddly Dumb. What's the other one? Tic-Tac-Toe or whatever. That, what, 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 all of this stuff out there. All of it. And all that the enemy of your soul is doing is trying to get you to believe that there's another way you can get this done. You cannot. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. Hallelujah. We, I come out, you've heard me say this within the last... Stop selling short. Just believe. Don't wait for that next thing to happen so that you can believe. Because let me tell you, it won't happen. God doesn't work that way. God already did for you what He planned from the foundations or before He even built the earth, He knew that this was going to happen. That He was going to take a body Himself and He was going to die for you. God, God did that for you. For you. If you were the only one that was going to ever receive Him, He still would have did it. He did it for you. You want a sign, a wonder, a miracle? You want something to believe? There you go. There you go. One man, totally innocent, allowed himself to be brutally beaten. Allowed himself... He didn't do anything wrong. Oh, well, you know, you, you, I'm, I'm, you, my race, we've been, or me, we did that, and this happens to us. And this, He was beaten to a pulp. He was beaten beyond recognition. Never opened his mouth. Didn't complain. In fact, he told his followers, I'm going to do this. They would have fought for him. In fact, Peter did draw a sword and try to fight to protect him. He let it go. I'm, no one takes my life, he said. I give it up. My brothers and sisters, what else do you need? What is that thing that you're looking for so that you can believe? What is it? Because I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. Now let me talk to you guys who say you believe. Okay? I am, I, I am seeking, and I've been saying this for years, and I'll continue to say it. I, I am longing for the signs and the wonders and miracles. As I've said just a little while ago, man, I want us to be able to come together when we're sick in our bodies and have confidence. The first thing I'm going to do is take my baby to the elder of the church. I have my dad, I have a granddad, I have an uncle, a cousin, or whoever. Man, I had this, my, my teenager is acting a fool. I want you to come here. Let's Let's pray a prayer. Let's bring their, I mean, let's do something silly. Let's wait for them to be out of their room one day and we're going to go in there and we're going to pray on that room and we're going to ask Holy Spirit to fill that place up. Now, that stuff don't work. Got my first house that way, y'all. Got my first house that way. We couldn't afford nothing. Our first house was a trailer, right? We couldn't afford nothing. I sold the trailer and got a profit. 
It was only 14 feet by, what was it? 40 something feet, whatever it was. I sold it and made a profit. But the, this lot, that, there was a lot and left in this neighborhood. And me, I walked around that thing seven times and I claimed it. I, I walk, man, I'm telling you, signs, wonders, and miracles. I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, this is the. See, why, why am I not doing that now? I'm too busy. Got to babysit this, got to do that, got to do. No, no. Why aren't I doing that now? The same God. That, come on, why aren't we doing those same things that we were so excited about doing then? How come we're not doing them now? I walked around that lot. I did, listen, I did the Joshua Marsh around that thing. I claimed that thing, and guess what? We built a house there. Two people that couldn't afford hardly nothing. That's right. That's right. Why? Because I'm special? Well, I like to think so. But no. I just trusted God. In fact, I'll tell you this. When I was circling that house, I saw the neighbors. They were peeking around their building. They were looking at me. And, I, and, I, and I, I'm praying. I'm saying, God, this is mine. I'm claiming it. And they're probably saying, please don't let him move there. <laughs> please don't let him move there. Now, my, my, my brother and sister, I'm not special. I just did what a baby Christian knew to do. And, and God delivered. God delivered. Praise His holy name forever. My brothers and sisters, the word is near to you. It's in your heart. <laughs> I got that from here. I, God taught me that from here. Holy Spirit taught me that from here. My brothers and sisters, what am I going to do? I'm going to follow after God. I'm going to allow His Spirit to work through me, in me, and on me. And my brothers and sisters, we need to do that. We need to, we need to yoke back up with Jesus as tight as we've ever been. In fact, tighter than we've ever been. And then let's yoke up with each other and fight this good fight of faith. Let's contend for the faith, man. We're going to fight for each other's children. We gotta fight for each other's children. We gotta go after it. We gotta go after it. Hey, we're gonna do some things here coming up. We've got a benefactor who really has it in their heart that they wanna spend some money, and we're gonna do Thanksgiving like we used to do, where we're gonna make some boxes up and we're gonna deliver to the people who need it. Now, I'm challenging Miss Tori Beth and her group, and all of you other, a little bit older, not the youth group, none of you youths. Some of you guys who might be a little bit older. But let's be thinking ahead and let's see how we're going to execute this. But we're going to do it. Because that's what we're called to do. Hallelujah. We're going to be the church. We're going to reach out. We're going to be the Jesus that everybody needs to see. Hallelujah. And we're going to follow His Word. We're not going to be led around by fake book and all this other garbage out there. We're not going to be led around by the news. I don't care what flavor. You can listen to Fox. You can listen to CNN, FCC, whatever the heck these letters are. You can listen to all of them. And guess what? If you're listening to all of them, if you're listening to all of them, you're going to need a lot of prayer because you're going to be pretty depressed. You're going to be depressed. I'd rather read the good news than hear about all the bad news. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to walk my walk according to this, not according to that. I don't care who. I mean, I do, but I don't. Listen, God is going to put the person in charge that He wants to be in charge. I'm not saying don't vote. I'm not saying all of that. You vote You vote according to your Christian. Uh-oh. I just lost some of you right there. You vote according to your Christian worldview. Because remember, you're still going to have to give answer for God for everything you say and everything you do. So my brothers and sisters, when you, I'm, going to stand, I'm not going to vote for anybody that's going to go ahead and kill babies and then tell me how 
Any life matters. But they're going to go ahead and kill all the babies that they can and fund it and take my tax dollars to do it. Oh boy, I had to go there. Listen, I'm done with that. I didn't want it to turn out that way. But my brothers and sisters, I am so sick and tired of this old world lead, guiding, and directing the church. It's His church. It's His church. It's not my church. It's not their church. It's His church. It's the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the head. So it's about time the body started following the head and not everybody else's head. Can I get an amen from the congregation? Stand with me, please. Hallelujah. 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 Do not let anybody define you. Your gender, the color of your skin, your age, the language you speak, the style of your hair. Listen, man, I mean, Catherine had to, she had to come to pray when, when she first started. She was prejudiced against me. She didn't like me because my skin is darker than hers. So she had to pray about it. For those of you who are listening and can't see, I'm an Italian guy with dark olive skin and she just happens to be a light-colored black woman. If I would have said African-American, she would have hollered at me. Okay, listen. Listen, 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 listen. Uh, before we get too far off, I don't want to leave the Holy Spirit out of this. So l- let, me, let me just say this, listen. In, in all seriousness now. Young people, don't let anybody define who you are. God knew you before you were even in your mother's womb and He had a plan for you. He had a plan for you. He knew you before you were even in your mother's womb. Right? So us older people now, you know, don't let what happened to us in our past, don't let the things that we're seeing and and hearing, don't let some of the negative, don't let some of the abusive people that we've ran into, no matter what race, language, no matter what nationality, don't let that influence anything that we do or say. Don't let that determine who we are. Don't let the TV or the current culture that's so immoral allow you to go ahead and take license to do things that God says are very, very disgusting in His sight. Don't do that. Why? You're letting them define you. God is the one who defines you. God is the one who defines me. And let me just say one last thing and then we'll pray. And that is, God values you so greatly. You're above all that stuff. You're better than all of that. Everything that they're selling short down here, you're better than all of that. You know how I know that? Because He died for you. Amen? Amen. So God, in Jesus' name, as we're standing before you, Father, praying that you would continue to minister to our hearts. Father, every person in this room needs to glean something from this message. We need to go walk away from here, Father, differently than when we came in because of your word. Father, the first thing that happens, Lord, I pray that you would give us all an unction to get into your word, to read your word, Father, to give us, Father, we want you to give us understanding. Father, help us to see through all of the lies and all of the, manip- the, the manipulation that's taking place right now. Father, we want to be able to stand before you clean. Father, you called us into righteousness that we can progress unto holiness. So, Lord, please continue to work a good work in us that we may be totally holy before you. Father, I pray that you would perform signs, wonders, and miracles in our midst, not so that we can believe, Father, but because we do believe. 
And not because, Father, we want to make a show, but because we need your supernatural works in our lives. We need signs, wonders, and miracles. We need our kids to be healed. Father, we need our kids to have sound minds. Father, we need our older people to have confidence. To Father, to have hope. Father, we need our older people to rise, uh, to be, rise up on wings as eagles. We need new strength in those of us who are older. Father, bless this church with supernatural signs and wonders because we believe in you. We, Father, shake us to our core that we, we may know our true identity in Christ Jesus. Father, I pray all this in your great name, Jesus. Amen? Amen. amen. So now, we're going to sing a little